0: You are listening to the Fantasy Joes podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, we are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, is Will the Thrill.
1: Greenwood, what's up, Will? Joe. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so let's go. My one redraft fantasy league that was in person this year. Uh, I didn't know any of the people coming in coming into it last year, but I ended up winning the league by complete happenstance. My team wasn't very good. I lucked out so much in the playoffs, but when I came into it this year, Brian, some of the funnest group of people I've ever drafted with live. So we had this like back room <clears throat> at a bowling alley here. Uh, in a suburb of Minneapolis called St. Louis Park. It's called Park Tavern. But anyway, we got the chant going. When, everybody, when anybody went up to go to the bathroom, I got everybody to go, oh, 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 oh. Nice. And the whole room chanted it. We had a third-party auctioneer there, and it was the best draft experience. I think it's easily the best draft experience I've ever had. It took about four and a half hours to do a redraft league, but it was so much fun. And the thing that I, that's the thing I think that I missed about like COVID the most is I'm not like a super bro guy, but I do really like to bro out occasionally and experiences like that where we all got to chant and be very loud when we're all in this one room together was amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It is awesome. And um, yeah, we're moving forward and and things are getting more, more back, back to normal and more like 2019 um although I I I don't know if football was as crazy then as it is now with with two weeks in the books. I mean week two well, we saw some really wild things. So um let's jump right into it. Our we just have a couple um I, I love um get, getting to chubby moments of week two is, is when you finish. Your sheet. So <laughs> I
1: know you're gonna keep that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, might as well let's read it as it is.. So, got
1: three touchdowns.
0: Yeah. So that, no, definitely that was a great that was that was awesome. So what do you got? We both we both have uh, moments of week two. You want to go first?
1: Yeah, uh, the sun god is real. Uh, I'm on Rossy Brown. Ryan going to the offseason season process. I was super high on. Gets picked in the fourth round. I deprecated his draft stock way too far in my own personal drafts. I have him in like enough places where I'm happy about it, but not enough yeah. where I'm really happy about it. I. Uh, He looks the part of an absolute NFL alpha with Jared Goff, which is fascinating and it's amazing. He even had like a a 59-yard rush. Uh, I'm on St. Brown. is everything and more that we wanted Equinemius St. Brown to be. And that is like, I don't know. It's, you know, sometimes you have all this dynasty leagues that you're all in. You have all these shares. I have one dynasty grind that's like my opposite of all the other team's shares. So that's the one I have Jalen Waddle and Amundarot St. Brown on. And nice. Who was that a moment of week two? That's
0: awesome. That's really great. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it too. I I'm, I wish I had him in more places in Dynasty because I I, I don't. But in some redraft leagues, I, I've got Amara and then um, you know Best Ball. I, I was able to target him a lot in Best Ball, so I am pretty happy about it. I I could be more happy, and I probably should have been a little more aggressive in the off too. Um, because, because we saw it, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, the, those narratives just, you know, didn't necessarily add up. And I don't know why we thought that TJ Hawkinson, what he's shown us so far in his career was going to be like this threat. Oh, he's going to be healthy. He's, you know, it's just, no, I mean, we're seeing it right now and he's definitely real. I, I don't know if he's going to finish as the, what he's a wide receiver for right now, but, but I mean, he's, you
1: know, I, I think it's oh, so he sh- has upward movement available. Yeah. I think so. I, I'm right. So good, Ryan. Like he passes all tests. Yeah. The fantasy point test, which is the most important because it, uh, this is funny because a lot of fantasy people talk about process versus results. And I, I've joked about this quite a bit lately. I go, I'll take results every time. I just, yeah. you know, I think the process is really fun to walk through. It's really fun to talk about, but right. there's nothing more fun than results. Uh, I think yeah. yeah, you can always fall back on process, but uh, results is the absolute best, and so that's why I am absolutely loving what Aman Ra is doing. Yeah, I, I have
0: a pretty obvious one. I, I just that that um, there were there were some great comebacks, but that Jets comeback win, I just love it. I just love seeing a team like the Jets that's that's been down for so long, you know, having that that moment in the sun. And um, hello, Garrett Wilson. I, I mean, we'll see if it's, it keeps up. We were talking about this on the Patreon show. You can support us on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/joes. Um, but if Zach Wilson comes back, you know what's that going to do? You know for everyone in the offense. But uh, you know, at least we got Flacco for another week or two, and hopefully that the offense will keep it up and we'll continue to see some production from Garrett Wilson and and maybe Elijah Moore too. Can we, can we get some Elijah Moore love Joe Flacco? That would be nice.
1: That should be a part of the disappointment is that Elijah Moore is not involved more in this offense, but Garrett Wilson was a free runner on quite a bit of that comeback from like in that jets game. Like he was just wide open, like obvious target because like nobody guarded him, which was fascinating. It wasn't like Garrett Wilson ran an elite route and got open for that last touchdown. He was just like, I'm going to run straight. And nobody's going to guard me. And so Flack Attack is like, here you go, Tutty, let's go. Uh, The number one, what's interesting, too, is after week four, uh, Garrett Wilson's mom no longer has tickets to the game. I don't know why. (laughs) All right. And then
0: um, our letdowns, the second verse of Kyle Pitts letdowns of week two. I like how you put that there, too. God. um so so he, he, I'll, I'll let you go second because i want i will save your i can't wait to hear how you how you put it but i'm just going to go with the obvious one with trey lance going down what a disappointment um so many of us including myself were so excited to see what trey lance could do this year and the fact that th- that's been taken away from us is is pretty sad i guess i guess the Bright side is that, you know, it's probably better if you're, you know, if you got George Kittle on your roster, it's probably better for his prospects when he eventually plays. Well, that'll happen sometime, right, and this year. But but overall, it's it's just, what a bummer. You know, we were so excited. And however you feel about Trey Lance, you, you can't be happy to, to see that. So that was a bummer, Will.
1: Yeah, it's gruesome and it absolutely sucks, but it's great for your fantasy pass catchers on the Niners.
0: Yeah, yeah, or if you you know, overspin on Jeff Wilson and some of your Jeff leagues like I did. So, all right. Anyway, what, what about your, what's your, what's your
1: letdown? Uh, As a Vikings fan cousin stinks again is the, one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Uh, I was not surprised going in, but I was hoping for more. And so you set yourself up for being prepared for failure. And then it happens. Uh, I have Ryan is, is, much of a Kirk Cousins hater is that I am. I have enough of him in Dynasty where I this did not go well for me. Like you're kind of like hedging. You're like you're like hate cheering for somebody, but it's also yeah. the team that you love in the city that you live in because like the city is better when they live here. But uh, it was so bad. I I can't like the the problem with Cousins to me in those games. We talked about it slightly on Patreon, even before the show, is that. It wasn't – there was a lot of bad decision-making overall, but there was also just bad arm – like, bad throws. That last pick by Darius lay in the end zone, where he's targeting Jefferson, he threw it to the middle of the end zone uh, versus the corner of the end zone, which is where every, like, intelligent quarterback would throw it. And I think that – and this is the theory in the the Minnesota, you know, like, uh, you know, dark web, is that Cousins picked up a concussion earlier in that game and had, like, just, just like, wide eyes the rest of the game. And if you watch it, like, if you watch it back a little bit, it kind of makes sense, but it does not take away from the fact that that went so bad and it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing to root for a team that gets dominated like that in a game. The defense, actually, I think, played very well for how much they were on the field. Only giving up, I think, 24 points to the Eagles in that game was a huge win for them because they were out there Although time-wise on the field, you know, maybe uh, let's say like 40-ish minutes. They were out there for like three hours. It felt like watching it. it did seem
0: that way. Yeah. So who you got this weekend then? Uh, The Lions travel to um, Minnesota. Who do you got?
1: Skull. Skull. (laughs) Skull. All right. All right. Skull. Uh, Vikings by a million for sure.
0: All right. It'll be a fun game. I talked about the Patreon show. That's the game I'm looking forward to most this weekend. All right, Will. We are going to have a fun little exercise here. I have shared with you the Dynasty rankings on fantasypros.com. And what they have done is they've tiered these players. So uh, I'd like to do a little keep trade cut with each tier. And I think that will be fun because... I I think it's going to be a fascinating topic to talk about the landscape and dynasty, like with the the dynasty running back position, because so many of these studs we relied on for so long are starting to age out. um, And we don't necessarily have the um, younger quarterbacks, you know, rising from the ashes or that doesn't make any sense. Does it just, just kind of coming up (laughs) and placing that production? I, I, you know, if you, if you look at, so I heard a statistic today, um, and I, w- I wish I could remember who, who to credit the statistic. Um, no, I, the number one running back in, um, th- this year in 20, 2022 is Nick Chubb. So in the PPR league, he's got 47.6 points. If you look at the wide receiver position, um, there are six wide receivers with more fantasy points than the number one running back. Um, and I, th- I think that's pretty, pretty wild. And I know it's two weeks. You know, let's not overreact, but will running back landscape in dynasty? It's it's, it's kind of. I mean, there's some exciting names, but it's not
1: you the, know rich with uh,
0: talent. You know,
1: the Colts should be absolutely embarrassed about how they used Jonathan Taylor last week. That's I, I just can't believe it. This is he's the best player on that team uh, as far as like a skill position talent and. It just I think just overall the most dynamic player on the team that can make the biggest difference. So the fact that I think he had four carries going four touches going in the second half, maybe five. Uh, that was ridiculous. And he should have been your one-on-one him or Chris McCaffrey. McCaffrey's kind of it's been like up and down. I'm a little bit, I'm actually very, very nervous about McCaffrey versus Taylor. But anyway, the the Taylor usage was the worst on the planet. Justin Jefferson's first game was amazing. Justin Jefferson's second game was not. So you have like what? It's Cooper Cup, Amon Ra St. Brown's in there.
0: Uh, oh, you want to know? I can tell you who they are. Yeah. Um, uh, Stefan Diggs, actually, with his big performance week two, is, is number one, slightly over Cooper Cup. Four touchdowns
1: through three games. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Tyreek Hill is number three. Um raw number four. Waddle, number five. And then uh, Justin Jefferson number six. Curtis, okay. and Curtis Samuel, seven. Christian Kirk, eight. Those are some fun names.
1: Uh, I love that Kirk's up there because Kirk's is something we've always wanted. His last game was his like fruition game. If you've had belief in Christian Kirk your entire life, that was the payoff game that you needed in Dynasty.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have a. It seems like he's gonna have a pretty good year. So, I don't know if he's gonna finish his order receiver eight overall, but um, but yeah, the good good early returns for Christian Kirk. Um, who especially in Dynasty, what could you have acquired Kirk for? Not you know pretty cheap. So, um, okay. So let's look at this list. Well, uh, um, so tier one, do you, I don't know. If you've, do you have it pulled up or do you want to I do choose? I do,
1: and I'm ready to talk about this.
0: Cause I, I have right. some key time questions about it. All right. Keep, so keep, you know, the game keep trade cut, right? You know, it's, um, it's obvious, you know, who, who would you keep? Who would you cut? And then, um, who'd you trade? Um, so, yeah, so this is in, and, and this, you know, this, once again, this is Fantasy Pros. I'm using using this will because it's free. It's not behind a paywall. So, you know, I didn't want to rip off, you know, DLF yeah, or something we, like that. Yeah, we can that. put the
1: link in the show sheet. I like, can yeah. go.
0: Anyway, you can Google it, put the link in the show sheet. Yeah, it's fine. So, even if you don't like these tiers, these rankings, generally speaking, ballpark where a lot of people have them. So, we got tier number one. You got five running backs. You got Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaff- McCaffrey, um, CMC, DeAndre Swift. Najee Harris and Javante Williams. So, what 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 do you think of this list? And then, you know, who who do you like best? Who would you want out of these these five? Keep, trade. Who do you think you could you know get the most value for? I guess. And then cut. Who do you want to get rid of? Yep. Um, keeping Jender Swift, trading Jonathan Taylor, cutting Najee Harris. Well, that was that was quick. That was fast. So, I I think I. I like your list. I think I'm keeping Javonta Williams, though. And then um, I, I like the idea of trading Taylor. And then I, I would agree with you, cutting Harris, because, you know, you, know, you look at his prospects. Well, well number one, he's, he's older than than you think. He's 24 years old. And, you know, Pittsburgh is just kind of a mess. Well, I, I you know, their offensive line is bad. You know, when does that get better? You know, is, can he pick a, the answer at quarterback? I, I think that's pretty easy among these names. He's definitely the guy that if you had to cut somebody, right? He's the guy that... So-
1: Ryan, I, what bothers me is I don't know what more John Drey Swift can show you for you to want to keep him. Uh, he is involved in the pass game. Yes, he had a little ankle injury coming into this game. It's going to be limited on touches. Yeah. But he's so explosive. and so great. And I, I wasn't even the highest John Drey Swift person coming into his draft class. So, like, this is a, a shift for me in my dynasty perception. But I absolutely love how that team is using him and how, like, that future is brighter because that team is going to be better uh moving forward, I strongly believe. Uh I get I get Javante Williams maybe maybe over him, but like I like like ah Swift is just yeah. like he's everything you want.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's it's close. Well it's not like it's um I, I it's hard for me to make an argument against him. I, I guess I could say he's a little bit older um than Javante he, you know, the, maybe the offense he plays in isn't, isn't as good. Although I don't think that really matters with him. He's so talented. Right. And, and that probably isn't true. And look at the, look at that Denver offense so far. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. Those guys are the, the, you know, it's kind of a toss up, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I think Taylor, like he might not be at his trade peak after the week one again, like dynasty, although we'd like to think long-term it's still a weekly game. It still matters weekly. That's why he's still kind of like my trade candidate but I think that like at this point you're, you're better off holding on to Jonathan Taylor, like versus trading him. But if I have to make a decision because McCaffrey, you're not going to hit the Valley because he hasn't boomed the first uh, two weeks. No, no. And then yeah, Javante would be my, like, I will trade for player. If somebody's willing to like give up on him a little bit early and I can like pay more either in redraft or dynasty, because I think he has looked so good in that offense uh, and has performed very well. That offense just isn't scoring point yet, but I do think that'll get filled that like, that's gonna figure itself out as the season moves on. I'm not overall too worried about the Denver offense. Najee, uh, I am terrified of the Steelers offense the rest of the season, even when Pickett takes over. Like I still like he got, I think he might have a high ankle sprain that's like lingering. Like I have a lot of concerns about him and the age. So, like for moving forward for this season, we just look at like a value standpoint from here to the end of the season, that's why he is my cut.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, you. what about making the argument for Christian McCaffrey? I bet we have a lot of listeners that are like, why didn't you cut McCaffrey? Because, you know, of his injury history, his, his age, um, that, that offense. I mean, can, does Carolina know, know how to use CMC? It doesn't seem like they do, you know, for um, a coach that's trying
1: to save his job. I, I just, I don't know what he's doing. I would agree, except for the sense that McCaffrey has still looked absolutely elite on the field. He's looked so much better. Yeah. He's the, the aesthetically best looking running back besides John Swift on this list. Yeah,
0: that's, that's very true. That's very true.
1: And I think the reason you move Taylor,
0: I think we both love Jonathan Taylor, but I just think, you know, what, what return you could get for him and the, and what Swift and Javonta Williams have well, that Taylor doesn't have, although I guess last year he kind of had it. I, th- those guys are, there are two players um, uh, that could really blow up and have a like just dominating, like uh, far and beyond RB one, win my dynasty league because I started. I have this guy on my roster type of season, and I, you know, Taylor had a good year last year, but I, I just think the upside for for Swift and Javante Williams is just just so much more. I mean, maybe that's silly to say. I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor has plenty of upside, but uh, you know, I think for this exercise, just you know, you're right; those guys are so.
1: Yeah, when you, look so at total, when you look at total point score, Jonathan Taylor was still like under 100 points in PPR leagues, under what Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, Todd right. John Gurley did in those years. Like, it right. does matter overall what a league winner actually is. And we may be shifting to this in Dynasty back when, like, the wide receiver truthers who held firm during the running back years may be profiting now. But I still think there's so much opportunity. This whole first list, besides Najee, I think could be league winners. I think Najee is kind of out in my mind as a league winner. Well, and, especially and, this year, but yeah, but yeah, I hate to say it too, because like I have a good amount of Naji in dynasty and I love the player, but hate the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Tier two. It's a smaller tier.
0: We got Saquon, Austin Eckler, Brees Hall, and Joe Mixon. This is, this will be more fun. I think, cause these guys are all, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like Tier one was easy for us, but tier two might be a little harder. So you want me to go first? Yeah. Fire away. And by the way, we, we d- did not, you know, think this out for hours and hours What this is, um, you know, this, so no, I looked at this list ride for at least 36 hours. There you go. So keeping, I'm going to keep Brees Hall. Um, it's pretty easy for me in terms of trading. I will trade Saquon Barkley. And in terms of cuts, I guess I'd go to Austin Eckler. Um, and and for, for me on the list, the the biggest thing that Brees Hall has is, um, just it kind of comes down to age, honestly, but, but I also, you know, we talked about this on the patron uh, show. Uh, Will you, you talked about, you know, how we've seen glimpses are glimpses already of, of his explosiveness. And I, I, I do think that, you know, he, he could, could really emerge as a, as a great running back. And, you know, I, 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 I like the other guys, but for me, it's, it just comes down to age. Just, just that simple. So-
1: yeah, as we talked about the Patreon, I'm just not going to elaborate more on Brees Hall. He's my easy keep here. I think Brees should be in tier one. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, I don't disagree
0: with yeah. you.
1: Yeah, look, like listen to the Patreon. You'll, you'll get some good info there. Brees Hall is the easy keep here. He might even be the, like, the easy keep in tier one for me uh, as far as like, anyway, stopping there. Stopping there because I said I was going to. So uh, I think the trade, yes, has to be Saquon because although I love Saquon, absolutely. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but his value is maybe he's peaked a little bit. So you got to trade him because you can get the most value back for him. Cause you're not going to get the same value you get from Joe Mixon and Saquon. So like, yeah, I, I like, but I think the easy cut out of this tiers is, is Eckler out of these three. Uh Eckler's usage has been fascinatingly bad <laughs> in the first couple games. And It's a weekly game. It's a weekly game. And having two weeks of bad running back performances out of Eckler, like overall as a whole is bad. He doesn't have a touchdown. You see him like subbed out in the red zone. You see other, like Michelle was getting in there in a lot of like in some third down situations. And in the red zone, I like Joshua Kelly looks explosive. Like I, I don't necessarily like the aesthetics that Eckler has shown in the first two weeks. I hope he turns it around because again, have a good amount of investment in Eckler and need him to do better. But I think out of this group, uh, age and usage, he's got to kind of flow out. Love Eckler as a person, <laughs> like, like all those things. And I'm so sorry, Austin,
0: but you got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I'll add about these players um, with, with Saquon in particular, I, I just, well, number one, I, I wonder, we were very excited about Saquon after week one but I, I think it's pretty clear that this Giants offense is going to be pretty bad this year. And, and I know he's one of those guys that could, you know, still, you know, compensate for that because he's such a talented player, but, but, you know, usually, you know, the, how good your offense is will, will determine how, how high you can go, how, high your ceiling is. And then, you know, he'll be a free agent after this year. Where does he go? There's some uncertainty with him. It could turn out really well for Saquon. And I love Saquon still,
1: but yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, to like, move him. Yeah. Like, yeah saquon goes to any other offense it's it's potentially a win yeah. although the giants are two and right so maybe we're just underestimating the giants and his two-point yeah. conversion against the titans while getting face masks was the absolute vintage saquon barkley play that we've been wanting our entire lives and what I I love about
0: the Giants season is that they're hosting the Cowboys on Monday night football and so they could go 3 and 0. I mean I mean with with uh you know Cooper Rush and, and the Cowboys coming to town Rush that's Rush
1: undefeated as a starting quarterback though. Yeah. He yeah, beat well, the Vikings at home like at, at in Minneapolis last year and I was just so floored by it. Vikings going to Vikings.
0: Yeah. I mean that 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 that's probably gonna be a I mean maybe not a pretty game to watch, but an intriguing game to watch just because the Giants can be three and oh who I mean that's that's wild, but okay. I love uh, it.
1: I love it. That's what we're here for.
0: Yeah. Tier three. We got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara. Travis Etienne and then Derek Henry, so it's like Etienne and the 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 old guys, you know, the guys that are kind of aging out in tier three. It's kind of a, this is the, maybe this is where it gets tough because we didn't have any problems with tier two.
1: Um, what 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 are your thoughts on on this tier? Well, uh, so I think the cut for me at this moment, uh, is relatively easy overall. In my opinion, is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, like the same way things for me. Gone it's same stage. for me. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. I hate it. I hate that that's the case, uh, that it's like cut him. Uh, I'm probably going to keep, um, I'm gonna keep Nick Chubb, and I'm going to trade Dalvin Cook. All right. So I left uh, Etienne off and Alvin Kamara, because I just have a really hard time valuing those guys right now. Uh, Versus the other two, I think I can get more for Dalvin in a, like in a league, even though he hasn't had like, yeah, maybe because you can't trade Khmer right now, and you really can't trade Etienne right now, and I don't want to like keep or cut them.
0: See, I'm probably keeping Etienne. I'm going back to the age thing, um, and I probably trade. I probably trade. I don't love it. I honestly, I don't love any of these guys for like, you know, keeps. Just to be honest, I, honestly, I think that if i if i have to i'll, I'll if i'm keeping it anyway it's ctn but maybe i trade you know all the, like cook chubb and, and camara what who can i get the most for i, I think chubb right now honestly because Dalvin cook will has always been hard to trade like for ever since he's been in the league after his first year he's got that injury prone label and just you just can't get the value for him i, I think that
1: still he's holds been true hard today. to acquire and hard to trade yeah on and, both and, sides
0: yeah so you know, 27 year old Dalvin cook and who hasn't exactly, you know, looked amazing this year. That's uh. um, but Nick Chubb, you know, just coming off that big week and and we know about, you know, his, you know, his health issues with his, with his knee and, um, it's, it's going to fall apart sooner rather than later for Chubb, but it's, you know, it's still a fun ride while he's, while he's going. And I just, I don't know. I think, I think you get
1: some value for Chubb still. So I think we'll talk about this in the next tier a little bit, or maybe we won't, but I I actually think Ken Walker should be moved up uh, into this tier. Uh, When he was on the field last week, even though it's not a lot of production, he looks significantly better in that backfield for the Seahawks. Like I think, I think think Ken Walker is a really good running back and we're going to see him start to perform really well moving forward after coming back from that hernia. I cannot be more excited about my Ken Walker shares after seeing his little bit of usage last game.
0: I just want to see more of it, but yeah, I mean, but we will as, as the season goes on and it looks like the, yeah, are the, are the Seahawks going to be the worst team in football? I, I know they, they had that win against Denver on Monday night. And, and maybe that's not fair. Cause I think you go to Seattle, they're going to probably be competitive in their home games, but.
1: I don't know. Are the Colts going to do any better at any
0: point in time? Oh, ouch!
1: Yeah. <laughs> at least All the right. Seahawks have a win. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's true. it's really tough to choose the worst team in football. Yeah,
0: and it, it, a lot will determine that. It's it's too early to tell. We'll have injuries and stuff like that. All right, I think this might be the last tier, unless you really want to push for the next tier, um, tier five. But t- well, it
1: gets it gets a little bit too big for keep trading. Yeah,
0: yeah, it gets too big. So let's let's just do tier four. It's it's still a pretty big list, but. Um, Not too bad. We could still do it. So, tier four, you got J.K. Dobbins, uh, Kenneth Walker, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Kim Akers, Snicker, um, uh, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell,
1: Zeke, and James Conner. Huge list. So, yeah, but easy, easy to keep in my mind is A.J. Dillon. I still think he has absolute elite upside. Because Aaron Jones is potentially gone from that offense after the season, the way they restructured his contract. Maybe they could bring him back, but I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to play for a couple more years. Uh, I listened to the Pat Mac- Pat McPhee show, and Rodgers comes there on every Tuesday, and he doesn't sound like he's close to done, in my opinion, when he comes into the week to week show. In the offseason, he may waffle, but I don't think he's going to be done. And I think that's going to be AJ Dillon's backfield next season, Ryan. And I think that that's going to be still a really good team. And he's going to be a running back one, like a top five running back next season. So that still, as I said, for week one, he's super valuable. Yes, he wasn't as used. And Aaron Jones had, what, three touchdowns last week? Uh, I, 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 That doesn't bother me for A.J. Dillon's dynasty value. Like, I want him so badly in dynasty.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like Dillon. I mean, I... The listeners know I've loved, loved AJ Dillon for a long time ever since he came into the league. Um, for me, it's between him and Walker. Uh, honestly, you can make, it, I think, strong agreement for both. Um, I, I think pretty clearly, I, you know, JK Dobbins will, you know, if you would have asked, if we would have done this like a couple of months ago, I, I probably would have said Dobbins pretty easy, but just the fact he's on the field yeah, it just, I don't know, concerns me a little bit. Um, so I guess I'd want to see something in 2022 before I would re- reconsider adding well, Dobbins to the list. Yeah. It,
1: it, and as I said last week, like that running game looks broken. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, January, but but right. is it just, be, is it be, just because of the, the talent they have that that's like, that, that is starting at running back or is it just, is it the Ravens?
1: I, right now, my opinion is it's the Ravens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe and the reason I, I brought him up is, is maybe Dobbins is the, trade because i think if you look at this list um he's probably the guy you're going to get the most for yeah, he, despite his current injury i think in dynasty um you know because you know you, you know 27 year old aaron jones 27 year old aaron you know, leonard fournette or how much you're going to get for those guys even though i think it's a mistake to overlook those guys because you know talk about guys that could really help you in 2022 you know um Jones and Fournette, you know, could end up having just monster years this year, but
1: I just don't think you're going to get the value for those guys. I also think Ryan, David Montgomery looked really good last week against the Packers. He did he, everything he, he could to friend. help
0: that team. He ran like his job depended on it. It's it's almost as if he because feels. Because it because he it that guy. <laughs> well, but he's he, not going to be he, in
1: Chicago next year. I mean, he'll sign someplace else, but he looked so much better than he did week one. Oh, he did. Like was, Dave Montgomery night, looked day, like day. the Dave Montgomery we wanted. Yeah. Uh, Coming into the season.
0: And I think he's one of those guys that's, that's always been disrespected. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I know he's not the most talented back in the NFL, but you know, I mean just what he's able to accomplish and, and, you know, he's, ever since he's been in Chicago, it seems like he's ran beyond a bad offensive line, you know? So it's, he's, he's a really good football player. And maybe one of those guys that if he lands in the right situation next year, will, you know, we'll be really excited about in in 2023 and beyond because, you know, he's, He's not. He's a pretty good back.
1: Yeah, and like Antonio Gibson, he had a great uh, receiving route uh, in Week One against the Jaguars uh, that he took the stab out of the air, like on a, on a deeper route. Like Gibson has has flashed more and more, uh, and he hasn't fumbled. I think in the regular season. So let's. Uh, I think we also. One fantasy projections in all formats really, really, really go against Antonio Gibson once Brian Robinson comes back from his wounds. Uh, so yeah. I think that like if you're if you're in a league where people depend on re- redraft specifically, that look at the projections for what players are going to do. Antonio Gibson is still a good buy low in my opinion because he's still very talented. McKissick is aging out, and we're seeing that and his usage is going significantly down. And I think it Gibson is still going to be a complete player moving forward, but on at least Yahoo and ESPN, they disrespect that guy so much. It's incredible. It is
0: amazing. Well, I'm trying to remember a player that has just, you know, his values changed so much from one year to the next. And basically with Gibson, not well, I mean, you know, I, I think it's just the preseason they had, and and this, you know, Brian Robinson, the reports we've heard about him coming on and stuff. It's it's it is amazing how we have just totally thrown Gibson out. You know, just just just, just dismissed him completely. He is the running back eleven right now, um, uh, in in PPR leagues. So, I mean, I mean, not that it's overly impressive. It's it's thirty two fantasy points. So it's you know averaging sixteen points a week so far. So it's not amazing, but but still, I mean, that's you know that's that's not too bad for a guy that we've just, just kind of have totally written off. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. The running back was like running back has been a tough uh, area for fantasy points at the beginning of the season, but this is still the best well for points moving forward.
0: Yeah, potentially. And I, I think there are some guys that have not done much yet that, that still could really blow up and have great years, you know? So, um, all right. Well, that was a fun exercise well. Um what w- I, we should probably um you know move on here and you wanted to do some week 2 dynasty of reaction tonight.
1: Oh yeah. Oh man. Like like where to go? Like is is Amin Ra, a, uh, Amin Ra, uh, still a wide receiver one in dynasty moving forward? Ryan, like where where are you pinning him on that on that list? Uh, oh
0: I, I think I- I I think he's definitely a, a wide receiver one in dynasty. Um, uh, you know, I mean, maybe not easily, but I, th- I think he um, is definitely there. And it's funny because, you know, talking about these fantasy rows rankings, I'm looking, they've got him in tier four at wide receiver number 25. And I'm looking at the names out of it. And I'm like, he's already jumped those names th- this year. I mean, um, you know, I'm looking at, so for example, a guy like uh, DJ Moore, at at fourteen, do you want Amara or DJ Moore? I think that's pretty easy, Amara, right? I mean,
1: do you even I uh, mean, think I mean Amara outscored him, right? Like in DJ Moore's entire career, <laughs>
0: feels like it, right? DJ Moore is the guy that and, and 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 I've been I've been high on DJ Moore for a long time, but this year I, I like particularly with with redraft, I'm like I'm not falling for it. I am, um, and I only dra- I did draft him in one redraft league because just because he slipped and I thought I thought th- he was a great value, and I regret it but I'm like, we know who he is. I mean, we want DJ Moore to explode and he's very talented, but just his situation, just whatever it is, it just, it's just not going to happen. Everybody he's he's just not going to be, you know, this top five, you know, wide receiver, like, you know, I don't know, but I, I just feel like in the dynasty community, we've always had these high hopes for DJ Moore, and he just, just doesn't get there. I don't think he's ever going to for us. He's a decent, you know, wide receiver two for your roster, maybe wide receiver three, but, Not dynasty wide receiver fourteen.
1: Yeah, and like overall, like is Amon Ra now bumped up above like Deontay Johnson? Uh... Yes, for me. I'm I'm looking okay. I'm looking at the uh, fantasy pros list,
0: and I probably would put him um, number twelve. So he just cracks the 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 top twelve wide receivers because I would take him over. I take him over Pittman um, more Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, for sure. All those guys. Metcalf I mean, though?
1: is that the breaking point?
0: Yeah. You know, I love Metcalf, but as, as, as you said, coming into the year, his situation is not very good. Um, and he, he's just going to decline in value a little bit. I love DK Metcalf and, and he, Metcalf could bounce back and pass him in the future, but it's not going to happen this year. Um, and other, there are some younger guys too, like, like the rookies that we've talked about, like, uh, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, those guys certainly could could climb ahead at, at some point, but they haven't shown enough. So, yeah, give me rod. Number 12,
1: what about you? Yeah, dynasty overreaction, though, is uh, London's moving up. Uh, London looks like an absolute elite wide receiver and should be in your top, at least in your like top, like, 14 wide receivers. He should be, like, his skill set showing with Marcus Mariota is insane. That, that kind of connection and having it as a, as a rookie in week two, uh, we are potentially going to see some lead production out of him and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm very excited about it. Do not have no Drake London in my life. So that's a, a, a big reaction from week two uh, was way too low, uh, low on Rashad Bateman uh, because of the Ravens passing game. But, but, but Bateman has a skill set to where it matters with his connection with Lamar Jackson moving forward. Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven. Like, they have him like under control with the you know the extension and a couple franchise tags like it's it's not like a big problem, but those two guys together if they can produce one like one big play every three weeks even though they've had one big play in the first two weeks of the season it's still worth having your dynasty roster week in week out and he's better than that like Bateman is better than just the big play player that he's shown early on this season I think you need to move down T Higgins. And I think you moved to, like DJ Moore. I think should fall out of like the top 18 dynasty wide receivers, Ryan. Like that's, that's the biggest faller and the biggest like maybe overreaction to week two is like DJ Moore fits into that, uh, you know, that category of like, he will never be the fantasy player. We've always wanted him to be based on his analytics coming into the season. Yeah. I wonder what his contract is. When is he, when is he a free agent?
0: Um, because DJ Moore needs to be freed from Carolina. He needs to go someplace where, you know, he has a major upgraded quarterback and maybe we could, you know, talk. I mean, he's only 25 years old, but, but I, I'm in the meantime, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I definitely think he should slip down, um, down the ranks here because yeah, it's just, it's just not happening to people. And I hate to say it as, as you know, one of the biggest DJ Moore fans there is, it's just, it's just not happening. So, um, uh, so, will you? Do you want to? Any other dynasty of reactions from week two, or we should we should probably? It's getting late. We should probably move into the two the two minute warning. Well, I just would
1: like to look at like a few things from last week. Uh sure. One that that has changed is the Ravens' backfield is still sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really want to be a part of it. So it scares me about Dobbins still quite a bit. Uh, Cam Akers does look valuable now. Like he Looks didn't better. have a great game, but he he does look more valuable. Uh, Devante Adams did like that game, he had the touchdown the one-yard reception, but also that passing game kind of kind of went irrelevant. Uh it was very odd. Uh I'm still concerned very heavily about CeeDee Lamb moving forward after week two in the season. Like CeeDee Lamb isn't what I've wanted him to be and what I paid prices for in trades to like to get him. Uh, it's so so bad. Uh Pitts is, we're hitting concerning levels though with Pitts Ryan. And yeah, I know it's it's week two overreaction, but we are hitting this like, it's like panic button mode potentially.
0: Well, definitely for this season. uh, But you you think panic mode beyond you know 2022? I mean, let's you
1: know even wait and see what happens. Yeah, you're you're just gonna trust in that franchise and organization. That's fine if that's what you want to buy into. But it's (laughs) it's really really hard hard to you know you know at this point. uh, It is hard. So, so yeah, I, I look at, like, the first week's, like, overreactions, what we were doing, but uh, you, you flip on the other side. Like, Kyler Murray is still a complete game changer and can flip a fantasy script. Turns out Kyler Murray hates first halves of games, uh, and then he likes to show up in the second half, and you can just watch your fantasy points pile up in the second half. I am still completely concerned about that. It just is – ah, ah,
0: Yeah. So does Kyler, Kyler Murray? Were you in dynasty long term? No, not with the contract. Now, no. What of, of the top six quarter, like the top six quarterbacks going into the year? Um, yeah, yeah. Like in in terms of maybe not so much dynasty. Well, let, let me let me just let me let me, let me rephrase this. Um, Between Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Tua, which one worries you the most in Dynasty? And I just mentioned Tua because he just blew up and his, his value's risen a little bit.
1: For and, what and, 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 for, and, for, for what you paid for, Ryan, uh, Kyler easily. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I think Hurts has given us the least amount of worry the first two games of the season, and I love the way the Eagles' offense is set, like stacked, and and what they're doing. Tua is yeah. just kind of in the middle. I, 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 I won't trade for Tua. Where I, I honestly don't think Ryan and I have any Tua, which is which is sad in my life. But hmm. uh, the other part of of last week and coming to this week for week two, uh, Josh Jacobs continues the same darn thing. <laughs> he yeah. looks amazing when he's on the field, but will never live up to what he's been fantasy. Definitely not. It's so, so, so Jahan sad. Dotson still is going to have a good fantasy year. Like, I, I didn't go in depth this week, so I apologize to the listeners of what, like, what we did last week. But, like, the, a lot of these things are still continuing to be true. Like, Amon Ra should have been credited more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right. Let, let's move in then to the two-minute warning. You can make it up to listeners by giving a brilliant take or observation at the two-minute warning. So what do you got?
1: I am absolutely fascinated at the way the passing games are working this year in the NFL with the wide receiver scoring and it being so high. It's really hard to trust. And I've always been a big supporter of running back production in PPR leagues and them getting the dump off passes, them having like this complete involvement in the offense. I am scared, Ryan. I am scared for my whole belief system being knocked down. Now, For that statement and moving forward, like I was a big Nick Chubb Chubb fan and I knew he was going to catch a lot of passes, but Nick Chubb still scored three touchdowns last week. So you have these like blips and you have these pieces, but I am uh, I am I am almost excited to be wrong about my fantasy perception moving forward through this season because of the way the wide receivers are performing. And if it is, I'm okay with it. If It's not. At least I still held true and was right. With a running back production. So, like now is the time. If you are going to ride with me and believe what I'm saying, is trade the you know, try to make some deals where you're moving some of the top performing wide receivers for the running backs who haven't performed yet.
0: All right. The, the, running back could die, right? It's all about the running back position and, and um in your leagues, so which I don't totally disagree with. Um and, and, yeah, I, I was just gonna say that. Well, th- this is one of the things that dawned on me the other day w- with this year. And, and I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing that, um, with, with the president that that COVID is over and behind us, there's still COVID out there. Hundreds of people die from COVID every day. But what is exciting is that, you know, this year turning into a telecast or, or, you know, Sunday morning, in your lineups, we, there hasn't been any, Oh, this guy's out because of COVID. Right. Um, we are, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're having a season where that hasn't been a factor and it still could be a factor, right? Some players may have missed some time due to COVID, but I'm excited that, you know, we're having this season that seems pretty normal so far. And, and we've seen some amazing games, like some of the comebacks we've seen and just, it's just amazing performances. So that feels good to me. That's all I want to say. That's, that's my, my final thought is that, that the, the season's feeling really good. Uh, I mean, it would feel better if the bears had gone to green bay and somehow knocked off the packers yeah sure of course but <laughs> but this season's been pretty
1: good <laughs> that so, would feel good every year right <laughs> that
0: would maybe one of these days you know maybe a decade from now we'll be talking about that but anyway with that we are the fantasy joes you can find us on twitter at f of joe's will is at fantasy Joe for will missing jake is at Takes with Jake. I'm that Erda Librarian. us on Patreon. That's patreon.com joes. You should check that out. For cost of a cup of coffee, you get a great Patreon show. We try to do it at least twice a month. Um, so on behalf of Will and Jake, I'm Ryan, and we are the Fantasy Joes.
1: Buh, buh, fantasy,
0: for, for fantasy joes.
1: Oh, and I go lower than that? Oh. oh. I mean, you know I, mean, I was an honor squire, so it's a good thing. You were? Nice. <laughs> uh not- God, just, there's so many other fantasy takes, but I think like the the week one takes, I think, still rolled over. Like Travis Kelsey still isn't dead. He's a year away from a cliff. Yeah, I get he got like power bombed in that game, but, like, he was the yeah. most important offensive player on the team. You know, jo- Joe Burrow, I but think, far. does have some uh, – not Joe Burrow. Uh, uh Justin – jeez. Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. So, some growing up to do as a quarterback. <laughs> like, targeting <laughs> – sorry. Uh, I want to say Fields, but, like, Herbert has some growing up to do as a quarterback when, like, the tight end taps out. And then you still target him on that play. Like he needs to grow and learn from that. Like he should have seen that or should have identified it. You know, he had already got like gone through the past two plays. You can't go three for three in the well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love, but Herbert is, Herbert might have won me over as my favorite quarterback in the league in that game. Like it just the like the, the like when he was grabbing his ribs and just chucking the pass out. on third yeah. down. Yeah. And then threw like you know, like a 30-yard bomb on fourth down. Like yeah, that was amazing. He,
0: and and I, I thought they were totally done. And it like the way he like not just got it out, but it looks,
1: you know, like he, he made plays. He he just he's he's like a, that's the most throwback quarterback moment I feel like we've had in a long time. Uh and what bothers me more about that, Ryan, with his performance and what he's doing, is that he was the most discounted quarterback in the dynasty rookie drafts when he was coming out. And I tried to move up to places where I could get him and couldn't. And because I wasn't willing to pay to where I could get him. And there's no price that is comparable to what you could have paid for him at that moment to what he's worth now. Oh, I know. And,
0: right. He was just oh. such a, yeah. I mean, no, no one wanted to
1: touch him. It was, it was wild. So. I wanted, I, Trust me. I wanted to touch Justin Herbert. <laughs> just leave that as a quote out there, but I, I like at that point in time, I was like, well, I'll give up my next year's first, but I'm not going to give up a little bit more. You know, I may give you a third, maybe not first and second, you know, because late first and uh, there was no takers and there. Everyone was like, no, I'm just going to take Herbert. Yeah. And I was like, all right, good luck with that. And turns out that was the worst dynasty choice made. like, Because like every conversation you had about where he's taken in the rookie draft was about what is Justin Herbert's value. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lesson that, you know, a lot of us learned in dynasty, I think in super leagues that we won't forget is that, you know, just, you know, with that, you even, even if you're not a believer in, in a, in a quarterback, like if it's a, you know, a uh, quarterback taking in the top, what top 10 picks and, and, and they're sitting there late in the first, did he go, he went early in the second, in some leagues,
1: right? Well, if memory serves, I mean, th- th- just, you want to grab that guy. Yeah, he was around that like third, like like between pick ten and pick like fourteen, let's say. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so happy for success though. He makes the NFL like a better game to watch. He's yeah. everything we want and what you would what, like what you want to witness. And uh, we're so lucky also- we're going
0: to get the rivalry between Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert for you know for another decade at
1: least, right? Uh, so it's that's great who would you take now if you were starting a franchise
0: between those two
1: yeah i, I mean I,
0: I i take mahomes because mahomes is this prove i mean he's one on the on the biggest stage there is i mean i mean he's the he's the winner between the two i mean herbert hasn't has he even played in the playoffs
1: playoffs uh,
0: no cuz they, they missed last year so i mean so just just because we've seen it i, I mean i don't
1: think he can go wrong but yeah, I wish the Vikings had, you know, trade Kirk Cousins for Justin Herbert. You know, there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure that that deal could happen today.
1: <laughs> He's a veteran.
0: Hmm. All right.
1: I think it's all off of this week.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 toast, man. I'm so tired. So
1: we should probably get it here. Thank goodness Cam Akers sowed something this past week. That was a real. Speaking of toast. I was in a dark place. I was in a dark place about K <laughs> makers.
0: Yeah, I think we we all were. I'm, I'm still not overly optimistic about this season in particular, but he's still the, probably the, maybe he's now the 1B. I don't even know.
1: I don't, I don't know if I care, but at least like you can maybe get some starts out of him.
0: Yeah, if you're desperate, throw him in,
1: so all right. Yeah, well, I, up, I put up the highest score in the Joe's. Joe's Ryan. I, uh, yeah. Oh, who was your opponent? Oh, me. That's right. Some slub. Some slub who thought oh. he could beat me.
0: Well, considering my strategy going into the league was, um, and then I think I kind of nailed it. I wanted to to you know build a, a roster that was like looking more towards the future, but still could be competitive this year. And I, I think I think I I accomplished that. So I didn't you know mortgage too much to compete now.
1: Yeah, but what did you expect? I
0: did. I did. I did beat you in in Foot Clan Dynasty though, so I got my revenge in that league.
1: So that was good. I think that what's funny is a much smaller roster, non superflex, and I think our score gap in there was uh, larger than our score gap in the Joe's Joes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I had some big performances. You know,
0: what else in that league? All Josh Allen. I mean, like. I think one of the things I've learned over the past couple of years in some of my one QB leagues is that it makes a difference when you've got one of the elite quarterbacks. I mean,
1: it just does, you know, it's okay. Not... Ryan. I need, I need, I need your thoughts about this. So in a startup draft in foot clan, are you taking CD lamb or Lamar Jackson first now? And foot clan in our, the, dynasty league that you just crushed me in yeah it's a little bit inside uh, yeah, training uh, no, I, at the end of the uh, episode honestly but i'm very curious like uh, I paid i'll take C D lamb in some picks and some players but uh I, I know oddly enough that league in particular um
0: there is this premium on not that this is relevant to your question but that first of all, there's a premium on running backs in that league. Like everyone values running backs like to, to a very high degree. So wide receivers are devalued in, in, in that league. So, um, and I just talked about like with Josh Allen, I mean, he, he won me a title in that league. I know business winning a couple of years ago, but Josh Allen carried my team across the finish line um yeah so i i think i go lamar jackson honestly i know that sounds weird it's probably the wrong play and people listening are probably like you're crazy but just just with that league specifically just to how wide receivers are so devalued in my mind um you know I, I mean lamar he's he's a difference maker i don't think cd lamb necessarily is at least not this year okay and it's half point ppr just so our listeners know this. i mean yeah. it, it's probably not enough i mean probably that if you're gonna make that deal you need to get if you're if you're moving cd lamb for um, Lamar Jackson, you you got to get a little bit more back than just Lamar Jackson. Well,
1: I so I, I was trying to move like a Brees Hall and see like Brees Hall for McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson was my initial goal uh, in that league. Like, let me try to compete, get in there, started running back. But I'm going to yeah. think that's kind of like diluted down to the, the ask coming back. And I was like, no, I just can't do that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But hey. Shout out to my best boy Andrew. He's 2-0 and in that league, Ryan, his first dynasty team ever, and he was part of the uh like this personal draft and he couldn't be more satisfied of being in a dynasty league and being 2-0 because all he does is complain about redraft leagues that we're in and we're not in one this year but we're in this one and he's crushing it. And it, nice. his new baby, his new baby's on the way in like a week.
0: Nice. So he's gonna be crushing it for another week, and then he'll not have time to set his lineups because he'll be taking care of his baby. So that's good to know. Oh, outside of four. I'm just I'm just joking. I'm, joking. I'm joking. It's what you do. That you set you uh, set your lineup at two thirty in the morning when you're when you're up with the baby
1: and feeding the baby. That's when you set your lineup. What's his second baby? So he's used to it. Hashtag pro tip. <laughs> well, his name's Thad Castle. I still don't get that reference, but I think it's back to like the league or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I haven't watched that show. I never watched the show. I never watched the League. It's funny because I haven't either. And anybody who knows you're interested in fantasy is like, oh, have you watched the League? And I'm like, no, nah, I haven't. Yeah. I oh. guess I should check it out. Well, it's probably irrelevant now too, right? Like everything's, that's not, that's. that's not. Well, the references does.
0: will be like um, the Damien Tomlinson or not something like that. No, right? it's not or, that old, right? Yeah. I don't it's know. At least,
1: it's at least Bruce Holmes. Yeah, pretty, yeah, nice score.
0: All right, we should we should All end right. it. Will I'm fading, but thanks, listeners. Uh, we'll see you next week. Talk to you next week. Long live Thad castle.